Welcome to Queer State of Mind, y'all. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty in the beginning here, but we are here now. We are joined by two lovely, lovely people who will be introducing themselves in a minute. So please stay tuned to Queer State of Mind. This is Queer State of Mind, live on Radio Free Brooklyn, New York City's home for LGBTQ news and talk, powered by the Queer Minded Radio Network. Join the conversation live on Twitter at QSOMNYC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Queer State of Mind. And send us your news tips, announcements, and events to Queer State of Mind NYC at gmail.com. Hey y'all, welcome to Queer State of Mind. Yeah, that was an interesting opening. <laughs> and I'm not happy because something was happening that should not have been happening. And now boss man's going to call. It's going to be okay. It'll no, be okay. it's not going to be okay. I'm going to have to cuss somebody out. <laughs> we can, girl, we can edit it. Um, no, the people hearing it right now. I'm going to cuss out. You know, that in. Because there's no need for that to be. Why? Why would you do that? <sighs> oh my goodness gracious my nerves oh uh, well anyway but thank you for opening girl you know i had to mm-hmm. grab the alcohol i'm not gonna talk about it in the air i'm gonna talk about it in the break <laughs> i ran over i said oh she know i'm gonna have something to say <laughs> i mean we could have went an uh, hour with no alcohol that's fine i would have done it <laughs> what you not <laughs> no i was trying to like send you a message a little earlier so you can open the show Mm, well, I was like, clearly. I know you like your liquor. I got you a shot of tequila, it, it was, girl. So you be all right. A uh, shot of tequila. Well, I wanted to get everyone a shot of tequila. They don't need it. Well, anyway, <laughs> our guest here, and I am actually not going to be moderating today. Then, while well, you're not going to hear my lovely voice giving him too much, but please introduce yourself, lovely people. Cool. Yeah, I'll start. I'm Ash McGovern. I'm the director of the NYC Unity Project in NYC. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my name is Ashley Cortez, and I am the outreach specialist for Generation NYC, which hosts uh, the Unity Project online. That is awesome. We are going to be going to an in-depth interview with them in about 40 minutes. But yeah. before, what do we have to talk about? What's going on in the world today? You oh, girl. Stuff. Yes. You can start with it. Yes. I wanted to um, start with uh, Aretha Franklin's um a funeral. Because uh, we, were, we were off last week. You know, it was Labor Day, so... You know, I wanted to talk about that. Oh, girl, I know you got some thoughts on it because you actually watched it. What, I watched 10 all hours? of it. What, what, how long was it? Like 10 hours? Well, it just ended yesterday. So, yes, it was long. It was wow. really, really, really long. Well, let's uh, give us a recap of what um, well, who it was performed long. and, you know, who well, did the service. Well, there was a lot of things going on. So, you know, there was a whole, there's a lot of the controversies that came from it. Right. Let's give us like a recap of who performed. I'm trying to keep interrupting me. I'm trying to talk. (laughs) I'm just saying because we'll get into like the controversies in a second. As soon as I pull them up, I just want to like a recap. See what he does to me. (laughs) You done talking, girl? I'm I'm gonna get you this shot, and you're gonna be all right. So anyway, uh, it was pretty much uh, Jennifer Hudson, Bill Clinton spoke. um, um, What's uh, just so many? There was still so many people. I mean, was it was she had a gold um, casket. 24 karat gold. She had outfit changes. <laughs> no, she did have outfit changes. No, did she really? Yeah, she had outfit change. You know, and the first time she was in the red and the next time she was in all gold and she was in all white. She had three different outfit changes and three little different face beat. Mm. Uh, so you, even in death, you're going to keep going to come here with, <laughs> with outfit changes because you are the queen. Um, 
there was a lot of people who spoke um for me i mean the only thing is there was a lot of people who just kind of start to bring their own situation to the funeral as in you know their politicals and all that type of stuff like it's a funeral just say something about nice about her and go sit down we don't need to hear about everything else that's going on i mean we can hear about it but it doesn't need to be the whole thing it's just like you people there were times people forgot aretha franklin was dead in there and it just went on their own tangent um but it was it was really really good you know it was it was good it was long like i said long eight uh eight started at nine and it ended at almost seven that's like a whole day of work it was a whole day but some of the things that happened so we will jump to the some of the controversies like the first one was uh involving ariana grande Oh yes, and uh, she sang at the uh, the funeral. She sang "Natural Woman." Now, mother's dress was a little bit short. I was like, "It's cute everywhere else." The dress was gorgeous, but you could see there's a whole meme with Bill Clinton and Louis Farrakhan and Jesse Jackson and everybody's just like they're all looking real creepy. I like you need to not stare at that young woman like that. But she sang her song. But where the controversy came from, the pastor grabbed her, and I believe I'm not sure, you know, allegedly grabbed her breast. Yeah, it looked like his hand was like on her. It looks like his side hand was on her on the breast. Yes, which was kind of like, you know, she looked so uncomfortable. And she looked very uncomfortable, yes, and, and, yes. and he and he called said like, oh, I, I first heard your name. I thought it was something. Uh, it was um, something yeah. on the menu of Taco Bell. Yeah. So that was just a. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was just a whole, <laughs> it was a whole bunch of no going on, you know, it was a whole bunch of no going on. I, I mean, the whole thing was, which bags this whole conversation, bringing it to this thing here, which is kind of crazy. And I, I want to need you guys perspective on this because this mm-hmm. is, I'm going to go there. Where is there a safe space for someone, you know, a safe space for a woman in that sense? So she came to sing, she came to sing the funeral. I personally was like, girl, your dress should have been at your knee because you literally wore a mini dress with, with your, your booty hanging out at a funeral. No. But that does not mean that you need to touch someone or grab someone or take that upon yourself to. Uh, it, the whole thing was the whole thing just was a little creepy in the whole sense that she was very uncomfortable. I felt very bad for her because she's just I mean, she didn't know what to do. You can see on her face when he kind of grabbed her and pulled her to the. Mike, I was like, eh, you should have just left, you know. I mean, what do you think, you know, as someone who's walked in this world, you know? Um, so this is probably a, a different hat for me uh, right now, but um, I would say regardless of yeah. this, the length of her dress or yeah. maybe anything that, you yeah. know, was happening at this time, um, she deserves a safe space yeah. and a place to be available and sing you know yeah. with her talents right. and her talents do not include being groped by you know a preacher. Said, said preacher yeah now i want people to make sure people who are listening to, to, to make sure i did not have a problem with the length of her dress it was just at a funeral you know like i wouldn't have my chest all the, it was just the, the way it was it was a funeral no problem because the dress was banging i wear it <laughs> that's all it was but that, like she said that does not mean that she should have been touched so and he literally issued an apology saying that, you know, oh, I was like, that was not what I was trying to do. I mean, but I'm just like the whole thing. If you guys get a chance to see it, the whole thing just looks like creepy man mm-hmm. looking at young girl. Sounds like some fun racism, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. That too. I was like, oh, misogyny with a side of racism. Oh, is never. This more happens. This yeah. more things happen. Oh no. Uh-huh. So even leading to that. So we'll go to the preacher and the eulogy. Let's let's put in some sexism in there too, because he began. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. This the whole thing. Yeah. He started to talk about how um, one of the big things he said was women do not know how to raise men. Oh yeah, this was this was this was. Why crazy. are women raising men? That he, he, uh, what, oh, like you, has you, children to men. Hmm. Pretty much, he said that a woman doesn't know how to raise a man in the sense, like he said, you know, oh, there's no one at home, and women you cannot raise your sons. I'm sorry, was this during a eulogy? This was during the eulogy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't make sense. Good clarification. Yeah, I, I needed yeah. to clarify because this actually doesn't I'm make sense. I'm telling you, it was something. I was like, <laughs> why? It was. It, I said, "Why are we talking about that?" I said, "There's uh-huh. been a lot of single mothers who have raised boy childs or right. single men who raised female child. This is the first of all, the 21st century. Even if you didn't know how to do it, you have to learn how to do it to know to get people." Mm-hmm. I was like, "It was so antiquated." And then one of my favorites also, he says, "You know, the straights should respect, uh, should, uh, re- uh, respect the gays, and the gays <laughs> should respect the straights." <laughs> This mm. is all in the eulogy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little befuddled because it you actually be, doesn't make any you sense. You can be very, was... very befuddled. Very, very Because everyone was very confused as to why this man was getting an antiquated, uh, um, sexist, like kind of like uh, homophobic rant mm. on everything but the person that was lying in said casket. Mm-hmm. Right. Does this funeral even need, did funeral even need to be like eight hours? Like if it was eight hours of performances, I can, that's still too much, but I can see that, you know, but yeah. it just seems like people were going off on tangents and ranting and like you going on and on. Like you said, I just, I had my, my problem was just with the people who were ranting about things that were not about, about the funeral. Right. Mm-hmm. About Aretha, you know, and the things that were taking place there. I mean, it's unfortunate because, Everyone felt like they had to do something or present something a certain type of way or behave in a certain type of way. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of, um, still a lot of sexism and a lot of antiquated values that are within the black church, you know, that has to be adjusted. There's nothing wrong with people who choose to worship or do certain something a certain type of way, but not everyone does that, you know. What about with the dress code? The dress code's fine. Like the dress. Well, I'm I'm not gonna wear like like I said. I'm not gonna wear a tank top with like my pecs hitting out and pants with like my junk like spread. I'm not gonna do that to a church or something like. But just because it's, I'm not gonna do that to a church. You know, just that's just me. But that doesn't mean if somebody shows up in there like that and they actually are looking to find the Lord, there's a way to like be like bring them in without making them feel uncomfortable. Because eventually what happens is people are smart. If someone is looking around them and is saying that people are dressing in a certain manner, they will they might adjust themselves. So you know what? I'm going to church. Maybe I should wear a T-shirt today and not a tank top. Or maybe I should wear some jeans today and not like spandex. You know, people naturally will come to themselves. So we should let them come to themselves in that manner, you know, instead of kind of... What if people are already like technically themselves? Well... When it comes to like their identity and how they dress and all that, what if they're already themselves? That's, they're looking for, you know, like something more with, you know, like 
come we're be closer all, to God or whatever. We're all there like that. My argument with that, and you guys, please feel free to jump in. This is mm-hmm. not just us talking. Please, <laughs> right, right, right. I'm, <laughs> please. I'm just posing questions, y'all. By putting, the way, I'm just this posing questions. Please feel free to jump and put your yeah. opinion in here. You guys have different life experiences, trans experiences, woman's experience, gay experiences, gay experiences. <laughs> please throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, you can be yourself. I'm always myself. I dress like myself. Everything else. But I think that going to several different places, mm-hmm. you know, you you adjust because right. to what has been set uh, settled in that place. So mm-hmm. if I go to uh, a leather bar, you know, I can I can be in a two piece suit, a three piece suit, but it's a leather bar. Right. So I can also then be like, oh, you know, what's a leather bar? If I want to go here, this is their space. Let me go ahead and just kind of maybe I'll wear leather pants and a jacket. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. But that doesn't mean it's taking something away from you. Yeah. That's what I mean. It right. doesn't mean it's right. taking something away from I mean, we, you. We all have to adjust to certain, you know, spaces. Like, everyone. Like, that's professional life. codes, you know, at yeah. work. Dress codes at work. You know, yeah, so that's life. I mean, it's not. I don't have that currently. So, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm very thankful that I get to dress how I want to dress 24-7 for the most part. But think about it. If, if I went to a wedding, obviously. If we all were going to a wedding, <laughs> you know, if mm-hmm. we all were invited to a wedding, we would be dressed for a wedding. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to not dress like right. ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're going to dress like ourselves going to a wedding. But what does that mean? What right? does that like, mean? Yeah. Whose standard are we measuring? What's appropriate for a yeah. wedding or a church? I, or okay. even a leather bar, right? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. So I think my perspective at least is that ariana grande should wear whatever she wants okay. wherever she wants at whatever event okay. um and as a trans person i've definitely experienced many times going into spaces and people because their standards assume that i'm a particular gender right and therefore that i should be wearing a particular thing because of their assumptions about a particular gender that space becomes uncomfortable and it okay. sometimes becomes unsafe right, right? so right. i think the more that we um monitor the boundaries of what people are wearing and why and what's appropriate and measuring them by a particular maybe arbitrary standard the less we are able to make these spaces more inclusive um and more representative of the people that want to be in the spaces right like it shouldn't be the case that at a funeral or church or work or wherever you can't show up because of what you're wearing because someone else has another standard about what you should be wearing so I think that I agree with you there. Yeah. My point was being that if let's say if I was getting married and I was like, I want everybody to come mm-hmm. dress in a tuxedo, no mm-hmm. matter who you are. This mm-hmm. is what I mean. Like right. that is my thing. I'm not saying that when everyone goes to every time, I think whoever is, I don't want to say the head of the space because that don't sound right. Yeah. Please, <laughs> the head of the help space me find help, help me find the proper terminology. Because I don't want to, like, you know, say something that sounds... I guess I can say it and explain it. I'll say it and explain it. Okay. Because I want it to make sense. So, I mean, if it's a leather bar, mm-hmm. and that is... It, it's known as a leather bar, has been a leather bar, I think you can go in as yourself, you know. But if their dress code is leather, you know, I think you have to go in with some type of leather, you know, because that's... A, that's a, a ple- <laughs> Up leather. That's what they have created. Now, the uh-huh. difference is if you walk into a space that does not have a code, and I know this is what you're saying, right. and this is what I, I understand what you said about a funeral, does not have a dress code, uh-huh. you should not have to dress to somebody else's standard, yeah. standard right. of what it should be for that. Right. Like, so if we're all going to a disco party and there's no dance code, a dress code at the disco party, mm-hmm. and you show up in a, a 
this is someone shows up in a muumuu or something like that, you know, or just like or some jeans or just something. And then we're like, oh, you need to wear like some French or a big wig, but because it's a disco party, why are you not in disco gear? Mm-hmm. I think that is, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's what she means. It's like, no, I just show up at a party that happens to be playing. This, I, I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly. Uh, I think you, it sounds like you're explaining how you feel totally correctly because you're mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I, just, I think my, I mean, my perspective at least is like, Everyone should wear whatever they want in whatever yeah. space they're in and like feel in their power wherever they are for any reason and all reasons. But that's just my perspective. Well, that's a good Even if though, like you were saying, like a wedding, right? Like if right. you're the person who is, yeah. we've all, maybe not all, but I have definitely been to weddings where the person in charge, right? Like yeah. the person getting married wants people to wear a particular thing. Yeah. And that's like a respect thing. But then yeah. there's also like, yeah. should be space for people to have autonomy, right? Like, absolutely. If someone invited me to a wedding and said, you can only come if you're wearing a dress, I wouldn't go. Uh, nor right? should you. <laughs> right. I'd nor probably should. look cute, but nor like, should. I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't it just it depends on what Nor should it, you. It, right. It, for me, I guess it just kind of, kind of depends on what it is. Like, right. if it's like literally someone telling you to lose a part of your identity because you know like how we dress and yeah. how we present ourselves as a part of our identity mm-hmm. yeah. um, then that's problematic you know including in workspaces or the church or whatever yeah. um, but if, if you're like if someone's throwing like a white party or whatever then you can wear white and just it to who you are like there's certain things that mm-hmm. they can be arbitrary um, but also I mean like there's certain things that you know certain types of parties or events that people have where there's a certain aesthetic but you can like manipulate the aesthetic to fit you if that makes sense i mean mm-hmm. we, and we also hear we all walk different lines in life yeah mm-hmm. which have given us different experiences yes. mm-hmm. in experiencing sure. these things right so i think to put a nice bow on top of it it, it, it comes down to respect mm. it R-E-S-P-C-T. comes down yeah, yeah R-E-S-P-C-T. oh, <laughs> oh! You knew it. It was just in my heart. I think it's always about <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> it was just totally in my heart and how you know I feel about things that I just I'm a big person about respect. You know, no one should tell no one what they should and should not do. How they should do it, when they should do it, you know. I, it's everybody has their own identity, like you said. Everyone comes to their own identity in different ways, mm-hmm. right? Which is very, very important to know. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's it's definitely harder on some than it is others, mm-hmm. you know, because of the world we live in. Right. So, like I said, R E S P C T. So, long story <laughs> short. She said, wear whatever the fuck you want to wear to the funeral, girl. You know, I'm going my harness the next time to Burt Reynolds' funeral. <laughs> exactly. I'm Are joking. you invited? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So you're shady, okay? You're shady. Yes, yes, yes. I love you're it. You're shady. Just a you got that soft shadiness about you. Just, just a, just a it little just right sneaks up on like, you. Where she said, you said, you said what you feel, yeah. so it's fine. She said, "What you feel?" I know. I'm not, <laughs> no, that one, no shade. No, like I said, we walked. No, no, that was piece. affirmation. Yes, yeah, affirmation. That was right. yeah. <laughs> but it was a teeny bit. No, 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 no. It was respect. And I take anything from it because what is what is like I can tell you right now. He's work a uh, walk a different right 
line than I have. So yeah. that's a whole different situation. Different, I yeah. understand where it's coming from because I don't know that experience. Right. And it's very important to understand that that is a specific and different type of experience than mine. So I may feel this is this, but like, well, if you were of this, mm-hmm. you're not going to really see it as that. Right. And and that's what it was like. That's how you feel. And that's affirmation right there. So let's get to the music and we're going to come back and yes. we're going to go into detail <laughs> to them and talking. Yes, yes. Um. So... Micah did all the music this week. Unfortunately, Micah's not, you know, here yeah. right now at the moment. Uh, he picked Erica Badu as the mm-hmm. vocal master. And we can talk about that when we get back. We got three tracks coming up for you. Uh, you're listening to Queer State of Mind live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And we'll be right back in a moment. You're listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queer state of mind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Queer State of Mind live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now, let's talk about Miss Erica Badu. I think we had um, window seat. Mr. Telephone Man, and I couldn't remember the middle track. Um, so, Mr. Telephone Man's a sample, you know, from what song? I know, I know. it's it's uh, Mr. Telephone Man is originally a song by a New Edition. I know that. Mm, you coming up? You coming up? What do you mean I'm coming up? A crew? You girl, don't do it. Don't do it. You don't fucked up a lot of times. Don't do it. I don't know the deep shit that you fucking know, like shit that. It's you, not deep. It, it sometimes it'd be like deep. 80 shit that I'm just like how in the fuck am I supposed to know this because you're a pop queen bitch it's like you're supposed to know it I'm a pop queen of my fucking era and I do know a lot uh, let me tell you something I do know a lot yeah, let me tell you, something. you just said something that you should stick to I'm a pop queen of my era and if you believe with that bitch, I cannot come for you I would never come for you behind that never come for you behind that <laughs> yeah I've kind of had to learn that you gotta be very specific with your words the bitches will try no not try bitches will, you. bitches will do it bitches will do it cause I will do it but anyways let's talk about Miss Erica Badu um, I love Miss Erica Badu y'all she is I, I wasn't sure if you would think that she's a vocal master cause she doesn't we don't get to see her squall or you know like really she has a very unique well, you have to listen to her voice okay her voice. you have to listen to Erica Badu's live albums Erica Purdue is uh, a part of the whole neo soul movement. Um, the whole um, let me be Afrocentric thing, and you know that bothers the hell out of me. But you know that that's my whole different qualm. I and mean, when people wearing hairdresses from the continent, they don't know what it's about, putting marks in their face, they don't know what it is. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> like my father has scars that he had to get because of his tribe. I'm like, that's not fashion, but okay, that's me on my soup. But she is one of the people I remember when I was about in, I was at Ohio State, 97 or 98. And I was in my room watching my 13 inch, inch TV with my, uh, you know, 13 inch with my VCR inside the TV. Oh, like, oh yes, girl. Old school. <laughs> yes, honey. Old school. And there's a, oh my, 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 I'm feeling that came on. I was like, I like this. Excuse me. I was like, this chick is kind of cool. I like, she's awesome. And she had the whole, Everything on, and she was just really, really cool. She actually is a very, very good singer, but she has chosen to be do be more stylistic, right? 
In the same vein that people will not consider Dionne Warwick a vocal master because Dionne Warwick sings very softly when she yeah. wants to, but she actually is a she singer. So you don't blow. have to, like, you know, scream or catawall or squall to do all of that. So, you know, and that. Well, anyway, let's get to our interview with these two lovely, lovely people. Yes, yes. yes. And they're are... going to tell us all about... Oh, sorry. You said, no, no, go, go ahead, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> Ain't it terrible when girls interrupt you when trying to say something? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You know, I'm Patty. That's what I'm doing. Go, I'm... go ahead, go ahead. I don't have nothing to say. I was interrupted <laughs> just to be messy. The tequila done kicked in. That's all it is. Oh, yes. It's starting. To, it's already started to kick in. I wish you all were, you know, you know, drinking with us. But I understand. I understand. They are professional. We are here professional. Next, yeah. On behalf professional of contact. Oh, 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 Ash looks a little bit upset about it. <laughs> Sorry. You know. They are yeah. like, they are like, um, I have oh, to no, be right now. I'll yes, come back. Yes, you're coming back. You, wow. can, you can come like technically you, off the clock. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You can come too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do Ashley like that. Yeah, so we're joined, you know, today with um, Ash and Ashley of the Unity Project. Uh-huh. And I, I want you all to get into, before we like, you start to explain, like, what Unity Project is and how, and how it came about, tell us a little bit about what you do there. We can start with you, um, Ash. Sure, yeah. So I'm the director of the Unity Project. Um, so I'll say Shoes a little bit. Shoes are everything, by the way. Thank you. Thanks for noticing. Oh, they are being. Yes, they are. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of fashion happening in this room. People yes, can't no. see, but it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Got some bedazzled hats. I love it. Um, <laughs> Glitter, not bedazzled. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That was wrong. You, you see? <laughs> You're right. That I wasn't in your experience. I need to acknowledge and affirm you. She brought that around. R E S P E C T, Aretha. Um, yeah, so I'm the director of the Unity Project, and the Unity Project is New York City's first coordinated citywide effort to support LGBTQ young people through policy and program change. And it was mm, launched lovely. by First Lady Shirlane McRae, who was amazing, uh, in September 2017, and then shortly after I came on as the director. Yeah, so it's been Fantastic. like it's been about almost a year. Yep. Amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Ashley? Okay, so I work with NYC Opportunity. That's the Mayor's Office for Economic Opportunity. And we work with the Unity Project in mm. so far as that we um, work on techni- techni- technology and different sorts of websites that get programs, um, different information out to specific groups. So one of those things is Generation NYC, which is our aim to sort of centralize city resources for teen and young adults. And we take that from different perspectives. So there's um, spaces for homeless youth, uh, youth with disabilities, uh, immigrant populations, and one of those populations as well as the Unity Project, so LGBTQ youth. So we centralize all the sort of city resources so they're not, um, you know, one site from DYCD, which is like the Department of Youth and um, Community Change Development. Well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of acronyms um, in well. government um, or HRA, which is the Human Resources Administration. Right. So instead of going to separate sites for all of these things, we try to do this in one place um, because most people care about the services that they're getting, not necessarily what agency is actually giving them to them. Right. True. So it's like an aggregation of like right. resources. So so I work with the outreach. So we, we talk to folks. We talk mm-hmm. to folks to build the tools that they need in the community or they want to see in the community and then get the word out so you know it's not only about building those tools right. but also like building awareness around those tools as right. well so um give me an example of like one of the one of one of those tools okay 
Um, so Unity Project, for instance, um, we started um, thinking about how do we aggregate all these resources for LGBT youth and how do we get the word out about those things? Um, we know that most people, um, especially low income individuals, are accessing the Internet over their phones. And so we wanted to build a mobile responsive website that had all these kind of resources all together um, that you can access at any time. So it's not necessarily like you have a social worker who's the gatekeeper of information. Gotcha. It's a person that can go to it on their own at any time. They can Google something like getting your high school equivalency, um, finding drop-in um, homes, for instance, if you're a runaway, runaway youth. Um, so, you know, that's kind of like our impetus is like, how do we centralize resources for folks? And Unity Project was one of those cases where we then go out and talk to, you know, LGBTQ youth, say like, what are you need? What do you need? What are the services you're looking for? How can we convey this to you? Um, and then give us, you know, their, their own intelligence, their own backgrounds, what they're looking for. And then we kind of like, build something we check in with the youth again and say is this what you were looking for is this kind of what you know is this going to meet your need um and then we build from there um and so that actually includes not only the platform but also the social media campaign so you've probably seen on the subway system like all the unity project ads or mm -hmm. i actually have seen that yeah, yeah they're really yeah. beautiful every subway in new york yeah i actually have seen that it's yeah and they're really beautiful, right? The the yeah. colors are popping. Yeah. The people are really cool in it. They've got this really empowering message. And all of that came from the youth. That didn't come from some, you know, government employee saying, like, this is what it should look like. This is what it should sound like. This is who should be represented in it. This is what the youth said to us. Right. And so we built from there. Yeah. And so we use the method of human-centered design. Um, so my office uh, runs this website, but as well has the civic service design studio. So that's... The impetus of all of this is how do we get humans into the design process to make sure that we're building things, we're creating things, we're creating those flyers, those ads, the websites, the resources with people at the center of it. Awesome. So how do you um, do outreach to LGBTQ, LGBTQ youth who do not have access to technology for whatever reason? Um, I think that Ash can answer this a little better than I can. <laughs> I was trying to make, make that connection. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of community partners that we work with. So community organizations who work directly with LGBTQ young folks. Um, and then also particularly in like the program and policy design. So thinking about like what programs are going to stand up. Uh, have also engaged young people in the process through community organizations by going to homeless shelters, drop-in sh shelters, uh, centers rather. Um, and just asking people, you know, as Ashley was saying, asking folks what they need and then building the programs from there instead of the opposite way. Awesome. Awesome. And, yeah. uh, for people who may not know out there, why is it so important to have a project like unity project to serve and, and, and empower LGBTQ youth? Yeah. So, I mean, what we know about LGBTQ young people, particularly young people of color, particularly trans young people of color is that the disparities are significant across the board oh, in God, every yes. area mm -hmm. of survival and Absolutely. thriving in New York City that you can possibly imagine, right? So Absolutely. we know that young people who are homeless in New York City, 40% of them identify as LGBTQ, right? Like that's a significant number. We know unemployment rates are higher. We know housing insecurity is higher. We know health inequity is higher, right? So we need, it's vital that we have a program. Right and a centered 
and coordinated program that both acknowledges those disparities and then actually works on programs to address them, right? So that's why the Unity Project is incredibly important. And we have so many young people in New York City that if we're not doing it in a coordinated way, then we're not going to do it the way that it should be done. I want to say this real quick, like, which is something I noticed um, when living here. Um, it's so important to have what you guys are doing. So important. Because in Ohio, um, when I was dancing for the Queens and stuff, and, and a lot of the trans kids, the trans young kids, they have families. They had somewhere to go and lay in the middle of the night. They had to do that. New York City, I was very shocked when I came here. There are no... Uh, I've never seen a, a trans queen, trans drag queen in New York City. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I come from somewhere where 60% of the queens mm-hmm. are trans queens. Mm-hmm. Or the kids running around and like taking care of each other. And the kids are like, I cannot wait to New York City, go to New York City so I can live my life better. I'm like, yeah, your life, life is actually better here mm-hmm. than it is there. Because coming here, seeing the struggles of trans people and people who are transitioning the city is very... Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, I was literally shocked. I'm like, I come from Ohio. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. We're right. open. It's gay. It's tra- it's whatever. I said, but whoa, this is mm-hmm. this is this is this more need for this here than it is in other places of the country. Right, which is very weird to me. And what so, you're mentioning is that people come to New York City, right? Like queer they, and trans young yeah, people for freedom. are kicked out of their homes, right. kicked out of their communities, Absolutely. don't feel safe in the communities that they're in. So they come to New York Their City. City. So they, we have so many young people who are from New York City, right. but then so many and people, young people come here come to New York City to find refuge. Mm-hmm. And only to know that, actually, funny enough, I, I found refuge within, because um, I live in Columbus, Ohio. I was lucky because Columbus, Ohio has one of the largest um, populations for gay, lesbian, trans mm-hmm. people, like LGBTQ people in the country. So, yeah. But everybody's very community-oriented. Mm-hmm. So everybody kind of hugs who people who get left outside. But in the city, yeah. everyone's so busy with everything right. that mm-hmm. you would not think that it's needed because right. it's New York City. It's the greatest city in the world. Right. But I've seen that, wow, this is, this is important. Yeah, this, I, so, I, I think that there's... Um, this uh, misunderstanding that because it's New York City that it's entirely progressive in all sort of ways Absolute. and all sorts of forms when and really it, we see not. a lot of progressive movements in smaller communities, right? And so Absolutely. we need to lift up the successes of smaller communities and not be so um, centered to say that New York City is the best at all these things, right? Yeah. And there's so much learning that can be done from smaller right. communities that really do build that yeah. sort of uh, community infrastructure for their folks, right? right? Okay. You know. Where and New York the- City is so, like, expensive. Like, right. we can start yeah. there, right? Yeah. Like, There's gentrification is pushing folks out of affordable housing much, What jobs. you guys are doing are so great and so wonderful because you're bringing a sense of community back. The yeah. one thing I've never felt in New York City is a sense of community. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. To pe- that doesn't sound weird digging. at all. It, it sounds, definitely takes There's digging. no, I've, I've yeah. not, yeah, you have to dig yes. mm-hmm. to find and when I met him, and like I kind of brought him into me, I was like, "Hey, I have a whole bunch of black uh, gay men friends. You need to have a black gay friends. You just have to. Like, you are a black gay man. You must have that. Mm-hmm. Finding a sense of community and where you belong is very hard here because everybody's just on go, 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 yep. go, go, exactly. go, go. Exactly. So, um, and some people have friends that you know from where they're from who come here. They yeah. come here together or whatever, or they eventually like, I guess." make their way here together yeah. and i think that's kind of like 
the the friends that you have like y'all all came from like well a lot of all my friends came from ohio yeah most of my friends from ohio with me and then we've adopted people within Mm. the city right right i'm one of those people i'm very much i'm very much a motherly kind (laughs) she's a mother Mm -hmm. she is a mother because i feel like as a gay black man of a certain age it, it is my job to make sure Mm-hmm. That the people who come after me are okay and know something. Right. Yeah. I just people get mad at me for this. I said, but it's my job. I feel like it's my job to guide you. Just like it will be your job later in life. It will be your job later in life. Mm-hmm. It's just what yeah. you have to do, and that's literally it's their job right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, so how does these resources put mm-hmm. LGBTQ youth on the right track for the rest of their lives? Like, how does it yeah. help with their livelihood? beyond their teenage you know or pre-teenage you know you know what i mean like adolescence teenage years like how does it help them beyond that yeah i mean there are lots of different programs that we fund through the unity project and i think what we also try to do is put more resources into community organizations who are building the communities that you're talking about who have direct connections with communities and who can stay invested beyond you know, whatever city workers are in city government for like three years and then are out. Right. So I think that's a big part of it, really investing in communities and community right. organizations. Absolutely. Um, and then also working on programs that we know will impact folks for their entire lives. Right. Like when I was coming over here, we passed by Woodhall, the hospital that's just down the street. Right. And there's a pride center there. So specifically, it, this is run by New York City Health and Human Hospitals. There are providers there in the Pride Center who are specifically trained to work with LGBTQ folks, right? And we know that if people oh, get nice. the health care that they need, which many people need all kinds of particular health care when they're LGBTQ, um, it will impact them for the rest of their lives. So those kind of programs, you know, investing in permanent supportive housing, investing in shelter, investing in drop-in centers. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with the drop-in center system yep. here. Um, but we now have, because of Unity Project funding, a 24-hour drop-in center in every single borough. And those drop-in yes. centers work a lot with LGBTQ young folks. So these are centers where young folks, many of whom are homeless and not able to stay in the shelters where they live during the day or don't have shelters to live in, can go and build community and engage in programs um, and have a place to sleep and stay so that they can do whatever they need to do and get connected to services. So there are folks in those drop-in centers who can say, apply for this housing opportunity, apply for this employment opportunity. Here's the public benefits that you don't have now, but that you can get and you should get. Um, So I think we think a lot about how are we making sure both to address people's survival, immediate survival needs through things like shelters, but then to create services Mm -hmm. to set them up for success beyond just the immediate survival needs. So with the shelters, can people donate to those drop-ins? Like, you know, um, let's say someone had clothes, shoes, yeah. stuff like that. Can they just walk in and drop stuff off there for them or do they have to go through a certain thing? So if you go to the Unity Project website, we nyc.gov slash Unity Project, um, which is a partnership with Generation NYC, we have a list of all the drop-in centers, um, and the drop-in centers are run by community-based social service providers, so folks can certainly donate to those providers um, to get them the resources that they need to keep doing this work. Yeah, and I think That's it's amazing. important to say that like, we're city workers, and so we're kind of like looking at the five boroughs as a whole, right? We're trying to build the backbone for different sorts of in- 
either tech infrastructure, different policies that may be affecting uh, or, or building up the Unity Project, but it's the community-based organizations who are in specific neighborhoods that are doing like the, the on-the-ground work that, that makes a community, correct? Um, so, yeah, whatever we can do to shout out like community-based organizations, especially those that are on the Unity Project, um, I think is a really important task in yeah. supporting those. And on the website, there are a bunch of amazing community-based organizations that do this work that folks should check out and support. That is awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. So tell us about some of your biggest successes with the <sighs> Unity Project. So um, in May, we announced like a $9.5 million package. So that's a city investment. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah come. Um, <laughs> and the focus of that investment was really on addressing homelessness, um, addressing family rejection and acceptance as an issue related to homelessness. So we know for LGBTQ young folks who are homeless, uh, the number one reason for that is family rejection. that They right. don't have a place to stay and live. Um, and then also some other health equity um, related programs. So, you know, what I mentioned before, that investment means that there are now 24-hour drop-in centers in every single borough. That wasn't the case before, but now there will be. Um, we also invested in uh, a new shelter, which is the first shelter the city has created for young people, youth shelter for young people up to age 24. So there's like the adult mm. shelter system, mm. which is a little bigger um and then there's the youth shelter which is a little more personalized and really run by like support organizations community-based organizations so we're funding that shelter um there are a lot of different and it's sort of a package of like family acceptance programs including training clinicians to actually do this work because there's not a lot of folks who can do this work well and like make sure that the agency of the young people is centered um but then also supporting peer-to-peer parent and family support programs, right? So one of the programs that we funded is through uh, a program called Canva Project Ally, and they have a parent support network where parents come together to support each other so that they can get other parents to support their young people, right? That's nice. Yeah, Yeah. and so we invested in that program and are now making sure that they have a Spanish-speaking facilitator to address the needs of those communities. So there's lots of different programs, again, nyc.gov slash unity project check them out um yeah we're really we're invested in particularly housing and economic security those are centrally important to us that's amazing yeah um so what do you hope what do you both hope to see in the future um, for the unity project well um you know, more money, more support, more LGBTQ young people who are able to find housing and jobs and access to healthcare, and just navigate New York City in a way that feels like safe and supportive yeah. for them. Because we know that LGBTQ young folks experience violence. They experience all the things that we talked about before, mm-hmm. all the disparities, right? Exactly. Um, and it, you know, as you were saying before, it's hard to build community in New York City because we're yeah. all going all the time. And add on top of that, I don't have a place to stay and I don't have a job and I don't have access to benefits. And I, you know, all the things that make it impossible just to exist and be and live in the world. Um, my hope, my like big, large hope is that we remove as many barriers as humanly possible to allowing LGBTQ young folks to just live in their power and exist in the world. See how she brought that around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love Day. it.
brought that around. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. What um, about you, Ashley? Just echoing Ash, you know, we're hoping to bring these resources available to people. So the more people that know about Unity Project, specifically uh, the website nyc.gov slash Unity Project, but also nyc.gov slash Generation NYC, the more that young people know that resources are available for them, that they can, you know, navigate them this the these resources themselves. Um, they don't need some sort of gatekeeper to tell them about these resources um, and that we make it available and that, you know, people know about it. I can't tell you how many people um, I go to, you know, Civic Hall, which is this um, civic tech forum, essentially. And there are a lot of these like design um, hackathons, different sort of ideation sessions. And everyone's always like, oh, I just wish there was a place that, you know, all the city resources were there. And uh, fortunately, I'm the person who knows about these <laughs> things. So I'm always like, ah, but there is, there is a place and, and it's online and it's for you and it's 24 seven and it's mobile responsive. And we build all the content with you in mind, you know, um, to get that word out. To, to make it actually a, a viable thing on its own that people can, without going to, um, you know, a professional, if they need to, if they want to, um, be able to navigate those things and, and know what benefits they qualify for. So um, a really other quick plug other than Generation NYC and Unity Project is Access NYC, um, which is nyc.gov slash Access NYC. This is um, a project where we're bringing city, state and federal level benefits and programs and a person can put in information like, you know, their age, um, their family income, the number of people in their family. And what comes out is all the benefits that they're eligible for. Mm -hmm. We give them next steps. We tell them who to call, what documents they'll need. And so we're finding ways to try to make it as easy as possible to access the system, that it doesn't have to be this like brick wall of not understanding, um, of saying, you know, this is a really difficult process. We don't understand it. There's government legalese that I can't get around. Um, this is all written in a way at a fifth grade reading level so that anybody who has some reading comprehension can understand how to go about getting these benefits and getting um, security in their lives. Amazing. Now, one last time, tell um, the folks out there how they can reach you, social media, if you feel comfortable giving out your work phone numbers, and also the websites again. Starting with you. So again, (laughs) (laughs) again, NYC. One more time. One more time. Okay. (laughs) Uh, nyc.gov slash unity project and on social media um, hashtag nyc unity project and I'll say that when you go on the website uh, I would love folks to look at it see the resources that are available we have a more comprehensive resource guide coming out soon but if you see something that should be there and isn't there there's a tab at the bottom and it goes to me and I would love to hear from you and love to hear what you'd like to see out of the unity project amazing yeah, absolutely. Same thing. Go to <laughs> nyc.gov, Unity Project, um, and then check out the broader site of nyc.gov, Generation NYC. This is for all young peoples in uh, New York City from, uh, I think it's it's marketed 13 to 24 years old. Um, we're going to have new information up, specific resources for uh, youth who have been involved in the criminal justice system, people who are young parents and how to get help along the way. Um, and then we go out and speak to the specific communities and, and figure out how to do that. Um, so yeah, go to the bottom. There's a contact form that goes to my email too. Uh, find it. Let me know what you think. Amazing. Now, are you two sticking around for the second hour? Maybe. Maybe. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, I would love the, it. This is the Ratchet Pop Culture Hour. <laughs> 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 
Thank you so much um, for joining us today. Hope you stick around. We're moving into our second hour, everyone. You're listening to Chris A. Mind live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be right back after this promo. You know how I feel about petty game, huh? I like to wait for a good piece of shade. So what do you think about the catch track? Oh, I don't think of her. Ow. Wait, wait, are we talking about the new cash check? Um, yeah. A bitch exists because of you. You don't have to come well, for her. And I don't <laughs> the only living one now, and the other two died in a Whitney and Mariah. Yeah. So, you know, and Shady facts. Are they alive? <laughs> I mean, once met, one, one is metaphorically dead. One's talent is dead. One's career. Yeah. Well, no, she yep. still has a career. The problem is she still has a career. One is literally because, dead. Because the young kids don't. The young kids. So this is very fucking real. Queer state of mind. Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, y'all. Welcome back to Queer State of Mind live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are now in our second hour. Come back anytime. Because, you know, we need more people to come. Thank you. Our, our our amazing guests on, web, on our website, Please Ash and Ashley, are on their way out. Even with, without um, like talking, just to have a perspective, I need that. Thank exactly. you so thank yes. you for your education also. Thank y'all so much for joining Almost us welcome. today. Thank you both for your education. Thank you, thank you, and we'll see you soon. I hope. Yes, girl. Yes, I'm was... up. Am I up? Am I? Yeah, you on? You on? I was up. Yes, yes. I, I thought they were sticking around for the second hour, but it just means you're supposed to not gonna make it. Probably. Oh no, he might yeah. make it. He might. Make he it. might make it, but he might know, make it. We wanna have a good time. It's gonna be like, you know, us at Bushwick. That Public was House. really, really fun and educational. It was. It really was. I learned something today. You said I learned something today. I learned how to think in a different way. Mm-hmm. I learned how to properly address people. Well, I'm sorry. I learned how to address people the way they want to be addressed. Yeah. How to properly address people because yes. I, I know how to address people. I ain't, you know. I know Edge McCade and anything like that, but so what is the throwback track? Uh, we have we have you you're okay, um, right. but this song I do not know. Uh, by uh, a Taiwan, uh, one of his Japanese tracks. I think so. Yeah. I, no, it's English. It's an English and um, French maxi version. Child, you know it's one of Posey's Posey tracks. <laughs> and Posey's not here. She ain't she's, here. This bitch is but like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> no, drop the beat, honey. It's, it's funny to me because this bitch is like, I'm gonna do this music and not show up today. She, mm, she does. Ah, uh, no, no, she has something that going she does, on. She does have something going on. Let's not scandalize her name. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, she done enough of that herself. But anyways, we're gonna get into our throwback track of the week. <laughs> you gonna throw stones while she's not here? I'm gonna tell her. I'm gonna tell her myself. No, you're not. I, you're going to tell her in the way that Doran's going to tell her, well, girl, you know, I didn't say it this way. I know like, she's lying. This is how she said it in a nasty, shady listen, way. Listen, listen. Posey has, is going to have the audio. She's going to edit the audio and get it up on the site. She's going to listen to it. She, exactly. <laughs> she's going to listen to it. So it's she ain't right. going to. Just like I said, this is your first, uh, your first episode of Talk Shit. I still don't know what you said about me, but I just figured it was nasty. It wasn't nasty. The sentence was a clip. I, girl, if I can find that episode, I sure in the hell would. Mm-hmm. She used to have a show that canceled it. But anyway, oh, go on, bitch. <laughs> that is not what I canceled play, my own play, show. So play, I can play it. They canceled her show. They did not put play cancel it. my show. I, I canceled no one my wanted show. to hear her show. So I can spend more time here at Chris State of Mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. You've been messy now. Been I'm messy. not being messy. Okay, I'm, let's, let's I play am this speaking track. the truth of the Lord. 
You just put it on my heart. All right, let's play this track. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't think. I don't know what it is, Dita Girl. <laughs> but we're going to listen to it and we're going to judge it after yes. when we get back. What? Yes. We'll be right back in a moment. You're listening to Chris Ada Mine live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes. Welcome back to Radio Free Brooklyn. You're listening to Chris State of Mind, everyone. Yes. Now, like, they do um, actually recognize the song, so we're going to have her tell us a little bit more about it. Um, um, one second. Meanwhile, I was over here texting trade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she don't fuck. Oh, look, I can't even get my headphones on right. <laughs> well, so that song, It's All Right. What's the original group name? This um, group on there. It's um, Ottawan. Okay. So. That song had an incarnation back in 1982 as a young lad in uh, Liberia. Um, I grew up around a lot of Chinese and uh, Indian folks. And so we had nothing but like Chinese and Indian movies <laughs> to watch. So one of my favorite movies as a kid was called Disco Dancer. And it's a Bollywood movie, an Indian movie. And there's a song in it called Jimmy Aja. Now, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. So that was a very famous uh-huh. song. So it's my one of my favorite songs. So about maybe seven years ago, six seven years ago, an artist remade the song, uh, and everybody thought it was original. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so progressive. I was like, girl, it's not. It's a remake, and that was MIA. She remade uh, Jimmy Aja. Mm. So actually, we're gonna try to find that to play for them. Yeah, let me see. So just look on Spotify. Yeah, there, I'm gonna yeah. see. Look for uh, just M I A Jimmy Aja. She has the periods in her name, right? Yes. That's so that's the history of that song. So that's one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's mm. it's a movie about this guy who brothers dies on stage, so he does not want to come on stage because he thinks he's gonna die. <laughs> I get it. You're okay. And yeah, you're all right. You're okay. And so, um, do you what, know if it's called your um, you're okay? No, it's called Jimmy Aja. J I M M R. Jimmy Aja. That's actually. I'll bring this around for the kids. Yes. Okay. I bring this around for the kids. That's how Aja got her name. Oh, awesome! Awesome. Jimmy Aja. Ah. I see. Pop pop impress, honey. That's how she got her name from Jimmy Aja. That's me. Miss Jimmy, come here. So Aja means come here. Mm. Okay, so we're going to um, play Jimmy by MIA. We'll be right back in a moment. You are listening to Chris State of Mind live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Stay tuned, everyone. Yes. So, yes, you see. So that was, that was um, Jimmy by MIA. Um, but, yeah, the original, the, uh, so the second version is Jimmy Aja from the movie Disco Dancer. If you've never seen the movie Disco Dancer, watch this, a Bollywood movie. Listen, I'm, I'm going to have to. I am a disco dancer. Bum, 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 bum. What's their version of Oscars? Do you know? I don't know. We're actually. We, but, you know, it's the, song, it's the second largest. Um, what well, might be the largest at this point? Right. Um, movie producing company. Right, right. I said it might be the largest it in the might world. Be, it might be. Uh, I we actually just did our first um Bollywood debate. It wasn't me. It was our um native content editor. So he does like all the promoted like um advertisement type of content. Not with the title of that job. I can't. That's what it's called in journalism. I can't. Now, no, I'm just saying that I can't with the title. Doesn't mean I can't with the title. It's, it's really called content editor, but it's really it really means native content. Oh. That's the name. 
That's the, that's what they call it. That's the name. I'm I, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm I know. Just, I'm not in that. You never, interested. You, you never. You never heard about that. Never heard of it. I should look it up. No, it's. it's no, I think it better. There, there are things in in in, in uh, vocal music that people like get mad at me. I said this about somebody one time. I'm like, oh god, I hate that person because I have a white tone. Mm. And people go, oh my god, you know, that's offensive because they're white. I said, no, a white tone means no vibrato. <laughs> it's literally the name of the tone. It's a white tone. It's about to say, oh, the voice was very white. Mm. It means the voice has no vibrato. Mm. Has nothing to do with the color. It's just the fact that it's just flat. Mm. And you can bring that around anywhere you want to. <laughs> exactly. Girl, but, you know I was thinking it. I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna sit I, here so and I understand think it. I understand what you mean in sometimes the way things sound are yeah, sound are placed in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, check out the movie Disco Dancer. It's a Bollywood movie. It's yeah. wonderful. I love. I, I just. All, I grew up on that, and I grew up on like uh, kung fu movies. That's all I watch growing up. Mm. People are like, "Why do you know all this shit?" And African movies. Oh, girl, you gotta. I want to watch some African movies with you. I don't. They are special. <laughs> I I know that like your soap operas are like super like soap opera. Like, they're dramatic as fuck, right? Yeah, because we're dramatic people. So, <laughs> or sorry, the movie's like, it's just like the soap operas? Eh, this usually like involves a man, a woman, voodoo. It's just something. Mm. We can watch some Ghanaian movies, some Senegalese, but we're not going to watch the Nigerian movies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Israel has watched some um, African movies and has said, like, it's like super dramatic. It's just like, it'd be some crazy ass. Well, it takes one to know one, one, honey. Okay, we're going <laughs> to. Um, Girl. <laughs> I'm gonna move on to this. You set topic. me up for that, bitch. Yikes. Did that hurt a little bit? <laughs> India's top court decriminalizes gay sex in the landmark. Look at what you did with that. Yes. That's a good segue there. Mm-hmm. You're learning. Oh, girl, yes. You've become a good at this job, girl. I, yes. yes. Thank this you. This job. You're good at your other job, girl. This job. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. Facts. Anyways, see, I really wanted this to be like the first topic, actually. But you know, after that rough start, I was just like, we're going to talk about something, you know, like that we can like really talk about. I'm about to kill that woman. Yes. I was just like, let me go ahead. Like, let me give her a topic that I know she knows well. Um, Yes. Yes. Let me try to get her get her together. Yeah. But yeah. uh, So, yeah, I wanted this to be the first topic because I knew our asses were going to be fucked up in the second hour. But we're going to talk about this anyways. And then we're going to go into the break music. I'm so happy for them, honey. I'm so happy for them. I am too. I probably should let you talk about the topic first, but I said I'm so happy for them. No, I mean, like, we can actually just dip right in. To say what the topic is, but I say I'm so happy for them. I already said. I already said, like, India's, you did. top court decriminalizes gay sex and landmark ruling. Now, I wanted to, to ask. You all, but it's only one one of you. So, do people get what that means? Get what 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 means? The legalization of gay sex in India. That basically, I I would I would hope that people understand that it means that allegedly, rumoredly, supposedly, gay Indian men can now have sex and not be criminalized or worse. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, so you gotta, people have to reason for my Gay sex is legal. Gay is not legal. Right. That's the, that's the difference. 
So you still cannot be one old fag and one old queen up the street. And girl, that's why I said. But that's what I said allegedly. Caught, if you get caught sucking dick, no, no, it's not alleged. But if you, you know, because if you get caught having um, relations with a man, it's not going to land you in jail. Like in the Middle East on Thursdays, you know, you can have sex with the man's. Mm-hmm. You, did you know that? I think we talked about that on air. You can, yeah. We talked because about it's on not air. considered. I think we talked about it the last time. Yeah. Uh, so that's not uh, mean, international. That does not mean that they accept homosexualism. So that don't mean they you're going to be getting married to a man, walking down the street, a man, girl. Oh, no, no, no. You're not yeah, doing none yeah, of that. It literally just means that your ass won't get in trouble or get killed. You know, if you get your back, you know, if you get your back knocked in, you know, by the dried fish, you know, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> that was rude, I know, but I <laughs> But yeah, but I'm happy for them. Not the girls can get their lives. And the girls. So I wanted to ask, like, mm-hmm. what do you think about this landmark? You were already talking about it, but about the fact that beyond marriage equality, there are places in the world that simply still criminalizes gayness on the basic, basic I level. I think of- that this is a selfish landmark because I personally think that this is for straight men to be able to watch two women have sex. Because they're still going to oh. be killing and it's still... Yeah, so you don't think about shit like that. I'm here. I'm there. They're still going to be calling girls fag. They're still going to be trying to kill the girls. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's why I said That's why I said allegedly. They're going to be able to have things for just have two women doing. They're going to be able to get their rocks off on that. So now it's legal so they can enjoy that. But within the subsector of right. what's happening, they're still going to be able to knock on the girls. Not the girls. Y-R-L. G-U-R-L. Yeah. Us. Knock on the girls. Talk about us. <laughs> yeah. And do that because people still not be mad about that. So now they can have all the lesbian porn in the world mm. and all of that because the stigma with gayness is still within, is still there. It's still, it's still is. So yeah. So this, and that's why when I post this is this, more uh, for the straight people, the straight men, I should say. It's all for the the male gays. I when I posted mm-hmm. this uh, this topic, that's why I said it's so it's like somewhat good news because it's like it's at the end of the day, it's I guess. Somewhat in a, a step in the right direction, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I don't want to like knock, you know, like look, what this means. I'm happy about it because when I take my trip to India, I'm gonna get my life. Mm, exactly. Get it in, girls. Get, get it my in. life, honey. You know, go down, get my whole life. Now, that being said, yeah, I just think, but I'm happy at least that's happening. I mean, funny part is there are people taking more progressive stance in other parts of the world than the U.S. This is true. We are literally. The only country that has the most beautiful Fabergé egg on the outside and rotten on the inside. Mm. You know, other people are trying to fix the insides. Right. And we are not, you know. But, you know, that's what it is. What's next, girl? What are we chatting about? Oh, about to go to this music? Yeah, we're about to go to this music, girl. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to explain who these artists are, which Michael was here. I don't know any of these people. We have Radiant Children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Mahalia. And Jeru Vandal. Okay. And we have, oh, we got like, all these songs have like a lot of people on them. I don't know whose song it is. I'm guessing this song is by um, Callie Uchis. Uh, Anyways, we're going to get into this break music. We have Life's a Bitch. We have Sober, the remix, and After the Storm coming up for you all. I hope you all enjoy this break music. It's all going to be new to me. It might be new to say do. Who knows? But we'll be right back in a moment. You're listening to Career State of Mind live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Make sure to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at RadioQueerMinded.com slash QSOM. 
Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Yes, welcome hey. back to Queer State of Mind, everyone. What a gay horse eats, honey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hated it. Oh, yes, my God. Yes. So, so we were having an interesting conversation. We um, were. And we're bringing about, we're talking about how, um, before we talk about, uh, the deaths of everybody that died this week, we got to get to that. Yeah, we do. Uh, we're it's just crazy. talking about how, you know, in pop divadom, um, there are, you know, levels to the stuff. So I've always said that Ariana Grande was the one that was just destined to become the new, um, pop queen on the four, you know, to just kind of be out there and be the one to be, um, what you're not going to do. You're going to distract me. I'm trying to talk about this, Duran. Mm-hmm, I know. You're over here, <laughs> lusting, honey. <laughs> yes, honey. Yeah. You're lusting over, right, uh, you over here, lusting over Jeremy Stewart, honey. <laughs> do you know who that is? Okay. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, bitch. Yes. Wait a minute. Yes. Yes. Okay, y'all. No, we're going to put, we gonna have to talk about this. We over here, girl. We're watching that. Okay, so you know, this fine man comes out of the bathroom. He looks like Terrence Talk Darby, uh, Terrence Trent Darby, mm-hmm. aka also Jeremy Stewart. If you don't know who Jeremy Stewart is, that's we don't have to take our clothes off and wishing well. So that was Jeremy Stewart. That's old head shit. And he comes out. Then this other man comes out. And then this motherfucking, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, um, her, uh, Peaches looking bitch comes out. If you know who Peaches is, mm-hmm. it's the second Peaches from Peaches and Herb, girl, the one with the long braids. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the, the beads in her head. God, mm-hmm. old. Yes. Oh, come on, reference. <laughs> so Jerome was like, what? Well, all three of them in the bathroom. They're all three was in the bathroom, girl. Come on, cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. <laughs> A little bit of Robin Thick for you all. You see, it's not too messy. Or we're not being messy. They're being messy. Exactly. It's, a, it's mess happening around in us. In the today. words, Duran Dalton. Is oh. that it? Yeah. You- it was it was a click slash pop. I like it. Mm, I do it on air, but not every every time in my life because I can't. Do I haven't it. even done it today at all. So anyway, we're talking about Miss Arianda, who uh, Arianda, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell, as Peach said, who the is the queen um, of Taco Bell, the queen of tacos, honey, queen of tacos, honey, like it was a tacos, honey, yes, queen of chalupa, yes. <laughs> That's don't don't say that. Okay. So anyway, we're talking about how she is destined to become the new uh, it girl, and has it's been for a while. It's taking so long though. It's taking a really long. She's on time. album number four, and I feel like she's not doing anything to like. Put it's because the next she level. is too busy trying to be that girl instead of just knowing the fact that you are a Mariah Carey knockoff. Sometimes, girl, you know what? You can go to Gucci or you can go to Marshalls. And girl, if you... If it, so, <laughs> I'm just saying Marshalls is lit sometimes. So, you know, Marshalls always has a line. Gucci does not always. Marshalls' line is always back I up. would give Ariana this. I feel like compared to Mariah, she might have a little bit more... Mm. Be careful. I, I'm trying to be very careful. Mm. I mean, she has the potential. Let me be very careful with my words. Has the potential to have more stage presence than Mariah. Because I will watch Mariah Carey perform sometimes. I'm like, you look kind of awkward on the stage. Well, Whitney didn't have stage presence. They're just singers. I, but I think I think Whitney and Celine actually did have stage no, presence. No, Celine has stage presence because Celine was a fucking man. <laughs> but in the sense, not a man as in a man. A but man I mean, as like, in a man. 
I mean, Whitney was just standing there and singing, but I feel like she put on a performance. Because her, her voice is good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I feel like when Mariah, she just be like, she's, she's standing there on stage and she just seems so awkward. Do you know what that is? I'm going to give you the science of that. So you know how I talk about uh, Monitor Mary, a.k.a. Jay-Z? Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> Monitor Mary. I love that nickname. <laughs> it's, it's called inflection. Mm-hmm. It's when somebody, someone can go, oh, I'm, okay, I'm going to sing something. Someone could go, if you say my eyes are beautiful, someone can go to that. Yeah. That's one. So, but somebody can also go, if you say my eyes, it's, it's nuance. Yeah. Nuance I mean, like, sing. her voice so, is beautiful. It's not, it's not about her, like, her voice or the, the, uh, the affection in her voice. But it is about that. I mean, I understand, like, her, her body movements is, it kind of, Indicates how she's singing, but no, but that's what she—that's what you're missing. Is Whitney is not a good actress. Mm-hmm. People who can vocally act, they're giving inflection when they give inflection, which right. means like the way you talk. You know, right. I'm going, Duran, this is crazy, girl. You have seen that? Oh my God, I can't believe that. Da 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 da. da. The way we're talking, right? Someone sings like that, which means like they like it's like speaking to you. Right. So there are people who have that. What Mariah had that you're she did not have vocal inflection. Mariah had color. Mm-hmm. So she had different colors to represent different emotions, oh, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not inflection. Right. Yeah, I'm going really, really deep with it, like the, the essence of mm-hmm. something. So she had color. So color can sometimes seem like it's inflection, but it's not inflection. Right. Inflection is actually not having as much color, but being able to convey that color that you don't have. Mm, right. And I see what you mean by stage presence. Celine actually had. Celine is basically a showgirl. That's why she's in Vegas. She's no, Celine's a showgirl. Like, how many years? Celine is the the greatest vocal showgirl. She is. Well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. One of the greatest vocal showgirl because Tina Turner is ex. Yeah, I was, just like, I was like, I started. Yeah. I was like, but wait, what about yeah, Tina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tina. I mean, like, when it comes to, I know what you mean. Like, her voice is more. How? Can, what am I trying to say? Because you know, like Tina has like a. Okay. You know how, okay, it's the thing. Uh, Beyonce is more um, uh, package-oriented. Right. Everything has to work right. together. The voice has to work with the dance. The dance has to work with the production. Exactly. The production has to work with the everything. And that wind machine better be on, bitch. It's even. It's a, it's a more even production. Right. Celine Dion's a showgirl where is everything else has to be good, mm-hmm. but the voice has to be, be beyond. Yeah. So did Tina. This has to be beyond. Yeah. Tina was more like the voice is beyond and the dance is beyond, but the production can be okay. <laughs> her production can be regular. Her production used to be regular. Yeah, be no, but never regular. It's just the I mean, like in terms of like what we're used to now. Yeah, smoking mirrors. Yeah, yeah smoking mirrors. You can think Madonna, Madonna for that. Madonna, Madonna, the, Madonna's the queen, the queen of, of smoking mirrors. She was one of our, so it's in essence. So Ariana actually possesses the mm-hmm. ability to be right. The person that has production second exactly. and vocal first. Yeah, exactly. But she is trying to keep it even. Right. When everything is not even, you actually have no shade, more talent than someone who has to keep it even right. of one thing. So you actually have the talent to vocally be beyond. Mm-hmm. But you're choosing to try to be like someone once again, no shade. Who 
cannot be beyond in anything, who is good at everything, great at everything. You know what? Perfect I, if, I, if I was, if I was like an entertainer myself, I would rather be even at everything. I wouldn't. I rather. I actually rather. I. I just because it's a lot of work. I it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But because I feel like this is my me and my personality. That's I, your personality. Like yeah. I would rather be a mother of flat Adele, who can <laughs> still. I can sell out a stadium just like you can. But technically, but just singing. But I feel like she doesn't get enough credit for it. But I feel like Jenna Jackson is actually kind of even. Oh no 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 no! We don't. I don't we're not gonna put Jenna with this, what we're talking about here. No, I mean like cause I feel like you know like because her voice, her, even her talking voice is shit. You know, girl. No, Jenna. Jenna is a Jenna's a Jenna's a good singer, not a vocalist. She's, right. It's a different. Excelled at every damn thing. Though. She excels at everything she does. She's not she's a vocalist. Silently innovative. Um, but she's a blueprint artist. That's why I did not add her to the list because she's a yeah, blueprint artist. Right. Just I'm not going to compare blueprint artists to people who are not blueprint <laughs> artists. Um, because Whitney and Mariah now blueprint artists is just great vocalists. They did not. Right. Uh, no, let me rephrase that. No, yeah, not right. I'm right. They're not blueprint artists. I was gonna say Mariah's a blueprint artist, but no, she was because Minnie Robot didn't happen before. Mm-hmm. So not a blueprint artist. Uh, people who are great at people, what they do. People just they forget to realize that there's so many other female singers who yeah, can yeah. do the whistle. Shantae Moore. Hey, Shantae Moore, yeah. Oh, stunning. But at one point, great vocalist. Jenna Jackson did it. She did in love and do about you. She sings a high C, a high C above high C. And two, believe it, girl, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but two of the members of Fifth Harmony can do the whistle. Yeah, everybody, it's the easiest thing to do. Normani can do the whistle, and she does not. Whistle tone is not hard. And I, I, you know, I think when I was coming up, it seemed like that was a very unique thing it's that not Mariah hard. could do. Okay, so does I'm that gonna, make sense? Yeah. So whistle tone is unique. It's not hard. Right. I mean, uniqueness is like. This bitch, she's out, out royally. Like she's the so only one who can you do that. Way. It's me talking like this and going, "Woo!" Right. A lot of people can do that. A lot of people can sing in head voice. It's not hard. It's how you do it. Right. What is hard is the one thing we look about Mariah vocally is Mariah cannot sing her middle range. Mm. She can't. That's harder than doing whistle. So, um, but anyway, back to what we're going. Iron Shabbat New Supreme. We're just talking about how. Uh, coming up in the world, you know, the big um, pop world, pop pop girls about to be turned upside down. So I think I think I honestly think it's gonna be the second half of you're this. You're gonna week. need like one one verse. Well, it's I think Selena's gonna be okay. It's definitely about while. to be Gaga's Gaga rest of the year. So, to, so about April. This. I'll say this. no. I will say this. I will say that for the next year it, until we reach like the new decade 2020 yeah. it's going to be like the last go around of the current pop queens yes. so Beyonce Rihanna Lady Gaga I think Rihanna's working on new music I, I'll be very honest with you I think that Rihanna's going to cross over into even the new one she's youngest mm-hmm. and she is the she's most, the youngest out of all the pop queens she has the least talent of the both of them so she's going to work more so I yeah. think I think she is gonna She act- might have a little bit longer. I if th- if anything, she has one more big album. I think she is uh technically she is she is um gonna be the one to go go past. Mm-hmm. I think that this with uh Starsborn coming out and the Starborn soundtrack and mm-hmm. she has a new album coming out and then she has a new jazz album. She literally is Madonna. 
Oh no, uh, um, Rihanna's Madonna. I think Gaga is gonna have. Uh, like, uh, and you know what? Yeah. I feel like she's not gonna try as hard as me. Uh, she's gonna. Ha- she's Madonna yeah. with the personality of yeah Janet Jackson. In the sense that she's like, all right, my yeah. legacy submits. I don't give a fuck. Gaga's gonna have a Gaga year this year because you know, I've, I've read the reviews and everything. People are living so months. Months about to come Oh my share. god! Oh my god! Let months me put on share. which which mic you joining, girl? Mic four. Wow! She popped up. Oh my god, girls! I am <laughs> shitty. On a scale of one, the shitty I am diarrhea. We bitch. are we are not even going to continue what I was talking about. Please speak, mother. <laughs> yes. just, um, just let mother. Just oh my god! All right, so, head, bitch. yeah. So um, so we have. I so, didn't say that on the air. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, so we had to get our tub like reglazed. Um, so it's like it's not like when you redid your coochie after surgery. It's sort of like that, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sort of like well, that. Except, speaking you know, of which, can we get an update on your coochie? Is it okay? Uh, oh, so that's another story too. Oh, <laughs> stop okay. there. Stop there first. Okay, so um, no, I was like showering and I think I pricked it, so I was bleeding this morning. <sighs> yeah. So I was like, why is the towel so bloody? And I was like, oh. Mother of Tampax. <laughs> okay. All right. Mother oh. of Penny Liner. Um, so that happens. My panties are like all bloody again. Yay. Um, so they go like the glazer. Yeah. I you spent a lot of coin that. this year on some underwear, huh? No, okay. I did. Actually, I just ordered some new wear because. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that cup. I'm get something else. I just spit in that. Oh, thanks, thanks, lady. Um, but yes, yeah, so we had the glazer come. He was supposed to arrive by 9 a.m. Motherfucker didn't show up until like 11.15. So. And can I tell you that my. <laughs> the glazer? The glazer. Yeah. Is that what I call him? I, I think. Glazer? Glazer? Sure. No, not a glacier girl. <laughs> not a glacier. But um, no, I was, yeah. So, like, the, like, the apartment had a lot of fumes, getting a headache. I'm shitty. Anyway, how are y'all doing? Literally. We're doing yeah. all right. We're talking about, like, the the last, uh, the apparent last reign of, like, the current pop queens. Oh. Uh, in, like, the new school who are going to take it over. Oh. Who are we thinking? Taylor Swift? No, no. I mean, Taylor, okay. Taylor technically is in between, and it's just, this is of being like a part of like Oriana. Yes, like, okay, yes, and, yeah. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say this. I'm gonna say this, and it's the truth. God, I hate it, but you know Taylor's in charge of the girls. There we go. I yeah. said it. She is in charge of the girls. I don't like her, but she's in charge of the girls. Which girls? She's in charge of all the girls. Yeah, she's, she's in, in charge of Beyonce. Yes, she's in charge of her too. Oh, you think she's so? not? And she is in charge of all the girls. You know what's funny? She. In terms of pop success, pop, pop chart success, no yes. success. She is in charge of all the girls. Not That's charged. true. I mean, she does. I mean, people still buy her she albums. Physically, this is true. She, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I just feel like there's certain girls. Don't matter how you feel, girl. Just the no, fact. no, no. I mean, like no. Like she is not in charge of Lady Gaga or Adele or Britney or Beyonce. She's, she's just in, not. She's in charge of all the girls in the sense or Nikki of, even. Yeah, it's just Nikki. Taylor Swift is playing. A bigger stadium tour that broke her own stadium tour record, mm-hmm. which means all the other girls are below her. Yeah, she don't have. She is in charge of the girls. It's fine. Give the bitch her credit. So when she fuck up, I can tell her she fuck up. I can't, char- I can't wait for that. Too. I, I mean, it's, it's hard. I know it's, 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 it's yeah, so it. hard. I'm gonna but say, say this. Can I just can I just say that she's Go the ahead. most successful girl? She might actually be the. This, she is. This, no, no. There's actually, actually talk that she might actually be. So you know what's so funny? She actually is not the most successful girl. The most successful girl, <laughs> most successful girl, record sales is um, <laughs> funny enough, is Rihanna, then Lady Gaga, then Taylor Swift, then Beyonce. Beyonce actually is kind of the bottom of the barrel. 
I mean, yeah. I hate to say it, but she's most popular in the sense. It's weird. No, it's, it's it's so weird. Really because thing. Lemonade well, only she, sold like what, like two hundred thousand copies in Lemon, like Lemonade was technically like the biggest album of twenty sixteen. I don't know how. I don't know yeah. what how they're like measuring it. Lemonade was never. It was Lemonade, Drake. No, no, it was Drake, Lemonade, and Joanne. Those were the top three albums that sold the most in that time. I I agree with that, but for some reason they, they were saying that. I know that sounds weird, but what I'm saying is this. I'm not saying that I love Taylor Swift and all of that. I'm just saying that I gotta, you gotta give a bitch a chance when she has a chance. Yeah. This is true. That's I mean, all it is. I mean, she will fall sooner or later. I can't wait for that to happen. Will she? She, I don't know. I, feel like, <laughs> I mean, she's had enough fuck ups. She, she still has She might up not yet. because she she's is. White. Yeah, <laughs> she's generically no, she appealing has, to who she's mm-hmm. appealing to. And you know what it is? It's like her music isn't as good as it used to be. Let me tell you what it is. People need to go ahead and reach in the Taylor Swift, the Taylor Swift crowd. Do you know why? Example. You have to get the Taylor Swift audience um, acknowledge that it exists. Because right. if you don't, you become Hillary Clinton. Facts. It's true. Those it's people true. exist. Huh? You're mm-hmm. you talking about those Trump supporters? Ooh, yes. No, I'm just it's talking true. about the fact that there are people who exist outside of us right right and there's a whole lot of them. reach them there's so, a whole lot of them because basically if hillary would have went to the country mm-hmm. and sat in their barns and give speech somebody be like you know what this bitch might be right mm-hmm. about this things could have ended up differently mm-hmm. we just cannot ignore people like right. that also, right. also too like i think taylor swift's like audience is the girls that britney spears lost right so like a lot of those <laughs> girls our Taylor's. I'm talking about Britney. Hello, <laughs> man. Mm. You know the name of this um this episode is Chris Crocker says leave Oriana alone. <laughs> oh, Chris Crocker, <laughs> leave her alone. He got real cute when he got bigger. Mm-hmm. He did. When he yeah, got yeah. I mean, yeah, he, that porn, he, right? He did, he did porn. And he's the top. Who knew? Well, well maybe allegedly, personal. just like you. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Mm. We had to talk about Cardi B oh, and yeah. Nicki Minaj. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't know nothing about that. It literally just like the news just broke this morning I'm as so I was putting together here. Aww, as we were putting together this um as I was putting together this rundown uh, this morning. Uh, it came across my timeline. It was trending. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj uh, got into a fight in New York, at a New York Fashion Week party. Yeah, about that. But you, Nikki, like Cardi, was trying to whoop Nikki. Well, she is from the Bronx. Well, right. <laughs> you so know, it says uh, on Friday night the rappers got into a fight at the um, Harper, Harper Bazaars. Um, you know, like the website, oh, uh, icons, uh, icons um, party that left Nikki brew or sorry, left Cardi brew. Wait, a source confirms the people. Um, the bash was a part of the festivities for New York Fashion Week. An insider tells people that Cardi arrived at the event first. After Nikki showed up, there was an altercation on the second floor balcony. Ooh, on the mezzanine, can't, bitch. Ooh, I uh, can't wait. I during, can't wait for the rap song to come out about that. And it, no, listen to this part during a Christina Aguilera performance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> the scene was. Fucking crazy. The <laughs> <laughs> this thing was fucking crazy. The insider like, oh, tells people, girl, girl, girl. But <laughs> what was happening? Mm-hmm. I can see how that will make someone fight because I really want to fight you right now. It was an entourage against entourage. So it was really their entourages who got into the oh, altercation. As they but, do, you know, they're trying to start some shit. Right. But I think Cardi was trying to get to Nikki and whip her ass. And uh, Cardi was escorted out. Wow. So, yep. yes. See how they treat black people. 
No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but I, I just want to. <laughs> we, we see, we've seen this kind of boiling for some time, and I really want to talk talk to you all about like this ongoing beef. I feel like it's kind of uh, to a level because Nicki Minaj is kind of I feel like trying to provoke Cardi. Yeah, but at the same 100%. time, I feel like it's it's very Joan Crawford, Betty Davis like. Mm. This is like they're being pitted against each other. Girl, bitch, I know my references sometimes. All right, pop culture queen. Alleged. Mm-hmm. Alleged. Popular queen of I, this I, era. I, 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 did, I did say it. I, 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 oh, look at you. Pop culture queen of this era. Of this okay. era. Okay. Yeah. Look at you. Protect, you're growing. I gotta protect my. <laughs> you're growing, bitch. Wow. Uh, yes. Yes. But I do in many know, ways. But, but that means mm. that the things that I know beyond my years are what's popular and it's that is lived on. Right. Speaking of, I That's love fair. your shirt. Thank I would you. have never have put that together. <laughs> That uh, they were Betty Davis. I can it, see it, that. No, because Nicki Minaj is so fucking Joan Crawford. She is so mm. Crawford. But you know what's that. weird? Because I feel like mm-hmm. I guess she would be uh-huh. Joan Crawford. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But no, I feel like Nicki would be Joan Crawford. She is. Uh huh. No. Yes. <laughs> if you get that phone call. I'm about to call the bitch myself. I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know what I got to do after what happened today. Mm. But anyways, I really want to talk about like, you know, like this ongoing beef and how, you know, like women, women are pitted against each other. So it's, I'm not talking about a tilpo where we're talking about literally like your skill set, your love, your contemporaries, your talent. That's different. I'm talking about literally like how they're, I feel like they're being pitted against each I other. Can't, I can't do that with this. I mean, I, it's hard to because I know Nikki is Nikki. No, no, no. I tell you why I can't do this with this because I have respect for women mm-hmm. in the sense that you have sense. No matter if someone's pitted against you or not, mm-hmm. you don't need to jump and fight a bitch at the fashion show. This is true, right. but you know, like, per- no, no, no. no, no. But Cardi, Cardi's where she's from, and I feel like that don't matter. Don't give bitch an excuse. If me and Michael was out here in these streets and I saw the only bitch been talking about me. No, as I mean, a person like, with personal like, responsibility, right. I'm not just gonna jump on him on a fashion right. show. I'll be like, I'm. I'm a- I, I will stick up for Cardi. I feel like she's still kind of learning, no. and I think up to this point, she has kind of kept well, it classy. Well, well, also, what I'm saying is, stop excusing people's bad behavior. I don't. I, I don't, agree with that. I, typically, no, no, but it's typically, no, but it's it, it does not matter. No, well, it's the thing is, well, also too. I mean, they, I mean, this, I mean, people have been pitting them against each other for a minute, so right. they're, they're probably starting to believe the bullshit already right. too. You're the saying too. Betty Davis and Joan Crawford were all pitted against each other, but when was at, when they were at a party, that bitch didn't walk over and smack the fuck out of the bitch. I was like, bitch, let me fight you. Sometimes, but, but they're, from, they're, but they're from a different era. It does not no, matter. No, no, personal responsibility. Wait, wait, they are person. I do believe in personal responsibility. They are from a different era. Or white women of a certain class. I don't care. The fact um, is, you have a sense in your mind when you walk in a room somewhere that but you, you know, should not like, fight. No, I feel like it's 2018. It's also I know. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I mean, no. Let me finish this point. Mm-hmm. It's 2018. I think it's also kind of uh, a part. You know, it's. I feel like it's 2018, and it's for the cameras partially. Oh, I'm sure there's like, sound of I know. I'm sure that's a story. Like, it's a story. So, like, also, it's not an excuse. I'm because, sorry. Like, I know. No, I agree. But, like, I, mean, why I mean, and this is also going to give them new tracks for exactly. like, that they're going to release. I get exactly. it. Uh, trust me, I understand. Because when I walked in my house last night, oh, yes. I had to bring my friend with me mm-hmm. to be with me so I don't knock a bitch in the mouth. Right. Yeah. Personal responsibility is right. very important. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I so mean, therefore, trust me, I had every right to roll up on a bitch right. and beat her ass. 
I wish okay. he did. So really quickly, but I did not. Um, before we go, I really wanted to talk mm. about mm. Mac Miller passing away. Oh, and oh. how Ariana is being blamed for it. She was blamed for breaking up with him and moving on with Pete Davis. <laughs> now she's oh, Davidson, excuse me. Uh, now she's being blamed for his death. Because he died of an apparent overdose. This is some young girl bullshit. I'm so sorry. It is. some young girl bullshit. It is. I feel like, personally, I feel like the younger generation, they have no concept of personal responsibility. It has to be something else or somebody else's fault for some shit to happen. I agree. And this bothers me. I'm like, no, he was a drug addict. And that's why. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's the reason why the bitch died. That's probably why she left him. Right. No, 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 it's why she left him. Uh, but I think beyond just being young people, I feel like this is just like society. Like society always blames women for men. You know, I I thought about this this morning. I feel like society always blame women for men's insecurities. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And however they channel that, if they channel that into violence, it's the woman's right. fault. It's like why wasn't she a better girlfriend? Why didn't she stop him? Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's exactly what people were saying. When but she you know also where mm-hmm. that comes from. You know where half of that comes from. That also comes from a side of women expecting men to be a certain way. So they have to take responsibility for that, too. A woman cannot expect a man to be a certain things and then blame me for it. It's a whole circle. So the problem was happening. I feel like that's not what what was the case with Oriana. Like, reading the story, like, she was just like, I stayed with him. I tried to, like, help him through this. But it's just like, I couldn't do it anymore. No, no. I I know what you're talking about. I'm just saying that this is something that we have to address because we're not we're not addressing it. We're saying ABC. But we're not addressing that side. Like, no, there's a responsibility on the other side that this is happening. Right. So it all has to be fixed. Mm-hmm. No, this is true. I feel like it all it's, has all, to be fixed. it's all social construction and what's yeah. expected right. out of men and women. And no. it's, it's all social construction. So, so it's beyond our fault. Like, yeah. that's what we were if you're born saying, into. If you're saying to a man, I don't want no man to act like that. And he acts like that. And he hit you. They'd be like, girl, wait a minute. There's a whole circle. Stop it. Right. Stop it. This whole beat. Right. St- everybody hit me but it. once. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got a TV throwing girl, it, baby. Oh, <laughs> that line, that line. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining us today, for listening to Chris Say the Mind Live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be back next week. And I'll be here the entire two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. 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 All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.